Welcome to Game Changers Live from Miami, Florida. My name is Sergio Tijera. I'm your host. And each and every week, we bring you someone who has been a game changer in their field and who's touched the lives of thousands to get their perspective on their journey, their mindset, their struggles and successes so that we can inspire you on your journey. So let's get started right now. All right, and welcome. Happy 2021, everybody. Welcome back to Game Changers Live from Miami, Florida. Wherever you may be and wherever you may may be listening from, you can catch us each and every week on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, LinkedIn Live coming up soon, as well as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you're you're listening, you know, wherever you like to listen. And so if you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe on the YouTube channel. Definitely follow, subscribe, and share it with a friend who needs to hear it. So my guest today is somebody very special, very good friend, and a tremendous game changer, not only in the South Florida community, but around the nation and the world. It's Saif Ishouf. He's vice president for engagement at Florida International University. Go Panthers. Saif earned his bachelor's degree in foreign service from Georgetown University and his juris doctor from the University of Miami School of Law. So right now, he really guides the university's participation with K-12 partners, economic development agencies, industry partners, social enterprises. He's a senior fellow in the Stephen Green School of International and Public Affairs. And previously, he served as the executive director at City Year, an organization that we all know does tremendous things. And under his leadership, the organization more than doubled in size and scope, going from 8 to 18 schools, from 82 to 200 AmeriCorps members His professional career includes being a startup technology entrepreneur and an executive in agriculture and engineering companies. Uh, He earned his bachelor's degree in foreign service, as you know, from Georgetown. Um, His personal professional life has really been defined by a commitment to developing young people, building civic institutions, international dialogue and entrepreneurship. He was recognized by the Miami Herald as a 20 under 40 leader in 2010, was named 2010 diversity leader by the American Jewish Committee. In 2012, he was named the Thurgood Marshall College Fund Leader of the Year. So he has tremendous, and these are only a few of the accolades. We're not going to go through all of them. Uh, But a great one is that he was named the 100 most influential people in Miami in 2011 and 2012 by Poder Magazine. And very important, Father of the Year by the American Diabetes Association. And so welcome, Saif. It's great to have you on Game Changers, buddy. Thank you so much, Sergio. It's an honor to be here. And uh, the fact that you are a super panther, an alum that we are so proud of, everything that you've done, building businesses, and now your tremendous focus on building leaders and helping to amplify their stories. Who better to do that than you, Sergio? So excited to be here on Game Changers. Thank you, Saif. Appreciate it, buddy. So you have had a a tremendous career, tremendous life. Let's start off off the bat. What has been the game changer in your life that has caused you to have such success? I mean, what's what what are those principles that you live by that create that? So I think like that's a great question. Uh, I think that it comes down to a couple of things. One, first and foremost, is family. I feel very blessed uh, in having foundational support from my parents. Uh, and then later on, of course, 
uh, with the beautiful woman that I married, my wife, Amira. We've been together uh, over 20 years. So family is one key pillar of that. Another component of his community. I get tremendous joy, energy, and support from the community around me, my friends, my mentors, uh, really the ability to learn and grow with others. Uh, and then the final one, I think that's been a game changer for me, which we'll talk about uh, over the course of the discussion we're having, is the belief that I have in the power of a growth mindset. Um, I, I'm infinitely curious. I'm always trying to absorb new things, uh, listen uh, and learn from others around me, as well as taking my time to do the homework, uh, reading up, listening to podcasts watching as much stuff that's out there, and then taking that knowledge and trying to practically apply it to the issues and the challenges in the world around me. So I would say those are the things that have been the bedrocks of, uh, of my, my trajectory and the things that I really focus on that I think have helped me uh, approach things uh, with a, a transformative lens. So with so much success that you've had in your life, you, you have an uncanny ability to seem so grounded and so down to earth you know, you could be standing next to the president, but at the same time, you can be joking with, you know, a 12 year old and understanding what's going on with with that, uh, you know, with the 12, 13, 14 year olds on TikTok and on Twitch and everything else. How are you able to keep up with everything and play on different levels like that and just kind of constantly switch back and forth? So that's a great question. I appreciate you uh, honing in on that. I mean, for me, it's joy. I uh, I have a life philosophy, Sergio, which is that I take my work very seriously very seriously. My team knows it. I'm very fortunate to work for an extraordinary leader in the form of Dr. Rosenberg, as well as FIU's provost, uh, Dr. Furton. So I take my work very seriously, but I don't take myself overly seriously. So it means that I think on the other side of that, if you take your work seriously, but you don't take yourself too seriously, you can unlock the joy in the people around you. And I think that if you channel that joy, it means that you can have fun in different moments, even when you might be wrestling with something that's truly challenging. Uh, and it also allows you to have a greater sense of intentionality and clarity. So that's what it is. I also think the generational piece is I'm a Gen Xer. So Gen Xers, I like to say, we're like the universal Lego piece. We're straddling <laughs> from uh, the folks who might be older than us that might be boomers, uh, all the way down to Gen Z. So we're constantly providing uh, this uh, generational translational tool to those around us because a boomer to manage Gen Z would not work well uh, and, and vice versa. So I think that there's a generational edge that some of my friends and colleagues that are part of the Gen X generation that we just kind of came up with. And that's where we straddle these universes between the 12 year old to somebody who might be significantly older than us. It is interesting because we grew up without cell phones. We grew up basic, you know, some basic Nintendo and Atari, which was exactly. astronomical. It was unbelievable. Yeah. But we grew up essentially without those forms of communication. And then now we know what it's like to be on the other side. So it is a unique perspective for sure. So you mentioned ta not taking yourself too seriously. That's a really interesting topic because I know for myself in, and others, I sometimes find myself uh, or I've found myself in the past thinking that I need to play a certain role. I need to act a certain way, let's say, in my job at, at work and then be myself at home. And I think a lot of people struggle with just being themselves in their work, in their career, because there is some vulnerability there, right? Is will they, you know, will people think uh, differently of me? Will they not accept me? Uh, yeah. Will they think that I'm not professional? 
when you're just trying to be you. And that's when you can be at your best is when you're in your authentic self. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Years ago when I led City Year, there's an extraordinary young man that served on one of the teams that we had at City Year. And he's actually subsequently gone on uh, to do a lot of great stuff here in South Florida in some youth ministry work. And so he had this line, which wasn't really a, a faith-related line, but he used to say, vulnerability unlocks relationships. And so we think about what is the glue that brings us together that much more. Uh, and it's our ability. You you said it, you know it, Sergio, and I know that you uh, embody this in your own life's journey, this idea of authenticity. And it's hard, right? Because sometimes we just let people know uh, I'm dealing with something. Uh, I might have a, a, an elder in my family that's not well. I might have a child that's dealing with a health issue. Or I just, today's a cloudy day. I've been uh, struggling with sleep. I think it's important for the circle around you to open that up. And if you're in a leadership role, I think it allows the people that you are charged uh, and responsible for, for them to recognize that we don't have to be Wonder Woman, Black Panther, and Superman, that we can be... <laughs> Uh, a much more vulnerable version of ourselves. And from that, we can build something together that's a lot more powerful. It, it's hard. It's not easy. When you're young in your career and maybe you're straight out of college or just out of grad school, you want to put on the mask of excellence and professionalism. And I think part of it is for those of us who are charged with creating leadership environments, I think it's signaling to people it's okay not to know. It's okay to be tired. It's okay to have to take some time out to navigate some uh, work-life balance. And we as leaders have a responsibility to signal that. And I'm, I'm fortunate that I work with someone and I work for somebody in the form of President Rosenberg who believes that that's central to being able to build uh, the real glue in teams and, and efficiency and effectiveness, which is really trust. And authenticity is so important these days. And it's, it's an attribute that people are looking for and they're gravitating to. We see it on social media yeah. quite a bit where just people are raw. They are putting themselves out there. They're not polished. And that's what works. And we're also seeing that in the workplace, right? As, you, as you're saying, people want to feel valued. They want to feel accepted with for who they are and have people believe in them. So how important is it in your life? And you've seen this in, in leadership roles is having people breathe life into you, right? Having your leaders breathe life into the employees and see things in them that they perhaps don't even see in themselves. And how important is that in terms of personal development and growth? I mean, I think that that's everything. Being able to uh, see someone, reaffirm them where they are is in many regards, the essence of, of leadership. Uh, and the, the idea of acknowledging and reaffirming the dignity of another human being. That's so much of what everyone is actually looking for. We look at, uh, at times, toxic discourse that might be happening in the public square. And we realize that so many people are looking for that form of reaffirmation of the dignity of another, even if there might be divisions, even if there might be disagreements. And when, when you bring it back to leadership environments, I think that that's the essence of it. I mean, all of us know those leaders that have made us feel larger than our own selves have made us feel uh, the fullest metal of our human potential and contrasting with leaders that make you feel small. Transformational leaders, if you think about uh, leaders like Nelson Mandela, if you think about leaders that have achieved extraordinary things, you think about 
uh, figures from the world of sports, right? I mean, everyone remembers the leaders on the basketball court that lead the league in assists. That means that that's somebody who's willing to help others score, right? And I think that that's so much of what it takes. And I think those are the people that we we celebrate forever and ever. And it's our responsibility to then try to figure out how we amplify and accentuate that is what we want as far as our leaders uh, in all forms of society, business, and, and even in the family environments around us. What advice would you give to people, young people coming up that are graduating now, starting in the workforce to practice that, right? Because they may not be in leadership roles, but they can see themselves as leaders and practicing these, these forms of acknowledgement and, and recognition of, of people's effort as a way to practice leadership. You know, what, what advice would you give to them? I would say get in the game. So I think what winds up happening is that sometimes young professionals, they're seeking out mentors. And there's no doubt that mentors are important. But I say to them, get in the game, get out there, right? So if you're a recent college grad, find a way to get involved in a local program in your community. Be a little bit less focused on the development of self and be more focused on the development of others. And when the world recognizes that's who you are, you're going to wind up feeling the gravitational pull of others that wind up saying, oh, I saw that young lady. I mean, she's always out there. She's volunteering at a halfway house or she's very involved in her local house of worship uh, or she's involved in maybe some issue-based cause around climate change or some other domestic violence. And then you, and then they wind up saying, well, you know, who should play a leadership role? Who should be somebody we should be seeking out? And if you had a choice between the young person that's just trying to collect uh, mentors as if they're Pokemon cards contrasted <laughs> with uh, the rising leader that when you spend time with them, they're talking about how they're leaning in, how they're digging into the world around them. And they're also showing a sense of curiosity. I think that that C world C word of curiosity is so important. So I would say to those people, and I definitely advise a lot of the rising talent that I work with, both our FIU students, recent alums and other young professionals, get in the game. Don't wait for anyone. Part of the disruptive world that we're operating in is that you don't have to ask anyone's permission to get in the game. And that's really the right. essence of what what this uh, discussion space that you've created Game Changers about, which is like, let's do it. As we say in Miami Spanish, dale, let's, dale. let's, get, at <laughs> it. let's get at it and not wait for permission. That is so true. And, you know, what you say about having that intention of giving to others because it's going it, to it is going to come back to you. But you have to have the intention to, you know, the honest intention of, listen, I'm going to help develop others. You're developing yourself and, and things are going to good things are going to come back to you. And like you said, getting in the game is so important. I, I see a lot of people who are just waiting for all the green lights to change at the same time so that they can go. It's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be, you know, all Nobody's ever ready for kids, right? Perfect example. Absolutely, yeah. I'm going to wait till I'm older if so I'm ready. Yeah, right. You're never going to be ready, but you got to yeah. start. You got to start. And and like you said, to your point on the growth mindset, making the mistakes is just part of your process, part of your learning curve, right? Um, so we're on with Saif Ishouf, Vice President for Engagement at, at FIU. And so let's switch gears a minute. Miami has been a very exciting place to live. There's a lot going on in this in, in the city FIU has been a tremendous, tremendous part of this community growth and, and the future of it. We've seen uh, the mayor bring in a lot of excitement around tech coming down to Miami. Tell me a little bit about how you see this developing out over the next you know, three, five, 10 years. 
So I think that um, we are at really a precipice of another version or the next chapter of our community. And I don't say so uh, with fanfare or with hoopla. It's really a function of the slow build of what's been taking place in South Florida uh, over the last uh, number of decades. So let's let's take a, a quick step back. So the key elements of what makes a tech hub are are pieces that have been slowly moving into place. So one, of course, is talent. So we know because of institutions like our FIU, which are graduating world-class graduates at scale in those fields that are in high demand in computer science, in engineering, in graphic design, in the life sciences. And many of that, many of those talents, as we've described, and you know this because of your friends and you played a leadership role in some big global companies like Caterpillar and others, many of those forms of talent and that, that are coming out of our community, they'd left and they found opportunities in LA, Chicago, Silicon yeah. Valley, New York, uh, and they've, they've spread their wings and they've been very, very successful. So the first component that's been sequencing over the last several decades is talent, right? So that's one piece of it. The second one, of course, is this uh, aggregation of capital. Florida tends to be a great place for people to live. Uh, it's not just the quality of life, uh, which we know is great and the culture and the weather and all of that. But Florida, by nature of its tax structure, doesn't have a state income tax. And that's important. And many of the cities, if not all of the major cities, do not have a municipal income tax. So on day one, for a holder of capital, they give themselves a pay raise just by moving to Florida. So that's consequential uh, for businesses or for entrepreneurs. So if you align those first two components of talent, uh, the next one is around capital, right? And then you start to get into the other pieces of the puzzle that really matter. In a globally interconnected world, in Miami, you could jump on a plane. You can be in Europe in under seven hours. You can be every, anywhere and everywhere in Latin America, uh, in the Caribbean, uh, in under five to six hours. I mean, five to six hours if you're going all the way down to, say, Montevideo. But you're, you're within a zone. So you've right. got an East Coast time zone. All right, American East Coast time zone, a short hop over to the uh, to to Europe. Uh, now, because of other uh, air routes, you can get to the Middle East, you can get to Dubai, you can get to Singapore. Uh, well, Singapore is much further away, but you can get to these other big significant hubs. And then the and then the tri county area, and I, I like to say the state of Miami, which goes from uh, Homestead all the way up to say Kissimmee, Key Largo to Kissimmee. Right? You're talking about a mega state of about 10 million people. It's the largest, most diverse, majority foreign-born, more than 50-plus percent of those folks speak a, a second language. So you're talking about a global hub, which then sits physically astride in the United States with American rule of law, norms and practices, the best of many, many cultures. And so when you align all those pieces, you really start to, whether you think about it in terms of like a paella or if you think about it like a, a, a spicy Haitian piclet, uh, right. you know, you, you realize that we've assembled the pieces of talent, technology, funders. We have a paradigm where we've got a capital in pursuit of ideas. And I think when you have that, 
it means that you start to align and when those market efficiencies take place, it means boom, we can create great companies and we can make sure that South Florida winds up having multiple unicorns or as one of my friends says, iguanacorns, which are you know, <laughs> billion dollar valuation companies, uh, that we can be a place that does that and that many people will play a role uh, in that. We think about FIU alums like Starrick Smith and what he's done with his content platforms, the hungry black man and building out brands that are emphasizing and highlighting extraordinary black entrepreneurs in our South Florida and the culinary space. I mean, it's a wide universe of creators and entrepreneurs that are here. So it's our moment. And I think FIU, I don't want to use uh, I don't want to overstate it because it means we have to work every single day to establish our relevance, to build that connectivity. But I'm I'm very, very bullish, as it is, I think, everybody who's part of FIU, from our president to our faculty to our deans, everyone is all in, uh, and most especially our students, our alumni, and our partners. So um, 2020 was obviously a very troubling year. A, a lot of people were hurt, you know, um, had 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 issues. A lot of people thrived. Um, how do you see what what inspiration? Because you are obviously a, a growth mindseted guy. Um, you have tremendous energy. People, you know, people just gravitate towards you because you're so excited about the future. What can you tell the people that are out there that perhaps aren't as excited or a bit, you know, worried? Because I think what we think about is what we end up manifesting, right? And what we attract. And so, you know. What what message do you have for those people that perhaps don't see the light at the end of the tunnel or aren't as excited? Because I think if they start opening up their eyes, looking at everything that FIU is doing, everything that's going on in our in our community, they can get excited. They can find those opportunities for advancement and, and growth and, and career opportunities out there. So, I mean, that's a great question. I'm so glad that you asked it, Sergio. The first and foremost thing that I would say to those folks is that you are not alone. If you are at a point in the journey where you feel like you're stuck or you feel like opportunities might not be coming your way, you are not alone. There is an entire universe of people that are in South Florida that are committed to helping people. We might not have all of the answers, but it might very well be that we connect them to someone. I've connected students that uh, along the way to you, Sergio, that might be looking for some career advice. So first thing that I would say to people is that you're not alone. Um, there are other people that are out there in our ecosystem in South Florida that will lean in. They will help you. I've seen somebody like my boss, President Rosenberg, do that time and time and again. Secondly, I think it's important that we be kind to ourselves. You know, we think a lot about kindness yeah. and we think about the power of gratitude, but sometimes we forget. Um, I have a friend uh, who uh, who recently came on one of our FIU programs and she said that, you know, we have to put ourselves on the list as far as wellness and mental health. Sometimes we're so focused on others. Um, and that and that being kind also means that if we're if we're dealing with a health issue, if we're dealing with, um, you know, some fogginess in our mental health, let's also recognize that positive psychology alone isn't going to get us where we need to be. Sometimes it requires us to actually check in with somebody who is a specialized professional to get us to where we want to go. So I want to throw those two things out there. First of all, you're not alone. Secondly, um, you can reach out and you can get some help from people that that can help you. But the third thing is, I would say is uh, for people that are that might not be able to, to find the light or to or, or to see the light, I would say part of the pandemic reality is there's so many platforms and spaces to get engaged, to get involved, to listen and to learn. Um, you and I were talking before we went live about an audio platform like Clubhouse. 
which is a free app. It's an audio chat room. Become a member of a platform like that, and you can listen and learn. Maybe you go into a clubhouse room that's about entrepreneurship, uh, women started businesses or uh, business challenges and raising capital for black owned businesses or uh, any manner of things. So there are more resources out there that are free than ever before. You and I remember the world before this, Sergio, every conference you wanted to go to was a thousand dollars or, you know, you have to fly to New York or you have to go to LA. You have to spend time away from friends and family. And now there's so much content. There's so much social capital that's available to us veritably for free. So a lot of it is about going out there. And then the other thing I would say to people is like, also tell your story. You know, it's important. If we don't tell our own story, nobody else will. And, you know, and it doesn't have to be the airbrushed version of everything being awesome. You know, the the Lego the Lego movie song, you know, everything is awesome. You know, maybe the song can be everything is not awesome. But on the other side of that, I have a friend and, you know, he or she might wind up saying, hey, I know you're facing a challenge in and you've got a great product, but you don't know about sales or you're really strong in sales, but you need to perfect your product or you're thinking about a career pivot. There's more help out there than most of us realize. And I try to underscore that. And I, I tell people in my network that anybody who I'm connected to, I will connect them to. And I want to give that. And, and that's part of that's part of a commitment that I have. And I, I render that uh, on the daily uh, joyfully as part of my role. Uh, in building partnerships with the FIU's Office of Engagement and even just beyond as somebody who loves this community and everything that's made possible for me and my family. So, and and being a connector, uh, giving authentically, that's that's all tremendous. Also, you know, accountability, having an accountability partner and controlling the amount of media and of the amount, the quality of media that you let in, right? I mean, we turn on the news, it's all disaster and death and politics and breaks, you know. Everything's broken. But in our world, I noticed that for the most part, everyone's trying to be positive, trying to do their best. And there's a lot of good happening out there. So I think it's important also to control and, you know, give that minimum effective dose of news that you need just to, you know, to get by, to do your job, whatever it is. But be very careful and, and, and conscientious about what information you're letting in because it will you know, cause, you know, uh, clutter in your mind, It'll, you'll lose clarity, you'll lose direction and motivation. I think you're completely right. And I think it's also, it also goes to the idea of who's in your circle. Who are those yeah. people that are around you? In addition to your loved ones, uh, who are those other people? Are they helping you level up? Are you helping them level up? Uh, right. What are the types of things that you're sharing with them? Are you pushing out interesting articles, interesting videos, things that can help them sharpen their skill sets? Are you in these learning circles? And sometimes people think about these as these very formalized networks. And we're all part of these text exchanges with different friends or colleagues. Uh, I think that this is really important. I mean, Sergio, you and I exchange information all the time like that. You might say, hey, here's a really great HBR article. Or like, I saw this TED Talk. It was really awesome. You should check it out. And I know that Game Changer is a big part of what you're trying to do really as a community service is that you're amplifying voices so people can make sure that they get connected to, so they might be able to learn more about somebody that comes on one of your programs or, you know, does a little bit of research on a really great book that they've read. I mean, I, uh, my, my wife and I are deeply committed to reading. I mean, it's, it's a great joy of ours. She does a lot more than I do, but I, I really do try and I draw uh, comfort and inspiration in that uh, quiet time in my evenings when I'm reading. And, and I think it's something that um, has enabled me, you know, you find your tribe of other people that share a love of learning 
And from there, you go to another place. You wind up being able to have conversations about things that uh, that are part of your shared passion beyond the obvious, you know, what are you barbecuing on the grill? You know, what's your favorite, uh, you know, place to get churrasco uh, when, you know, the pandemic is not raging or some other thing, which are important. Those are fun or the Dolphin yeah. football game. But I think it's also great to be able to say to a friend, like, what's the best biography you've read recently? What's the Absolutely. what's the best book on strategy you've read? What's the, great, what's the best novel you've read? And being able to then go back to them and say, hey, I read that book. It was really good. You know, that character, um, you know, even with an art, we can draw so much. And that's why Miami's strength with Art Basel and all these other things around us, those are the things that don't just feed our mind. They feed our souls. And I think it's important that, um, we're leveling up with people um, that can help us with those types of things. And I think it allows us to build out a, a more rich version of ourselves, uh, not only in service of others, but also in service of our own of our own journey as human beings to become more fully actualized and realize, realizing our potential and to be to, to channel our better angels. Having a community of, of accountability and support is so important. And for, and to that point, I'm starting a Game Changers Challenge that's going to take off at the end of the month that it does exactly that. It's a six-week challenge on a platform called Enjoy that offers that accountability, that coaching, that group support for over six weeks to really start ramping up and hitting your goals. So, my brother, thank you so much for being on. You are an inspiration to our, our community and thank nationwide. You. You're a pillar in this community, man. And so thank you so much for everything you do. Thank you, brother. Pause up. Thank you. Pause up. If you loved what you heard in today's episode of Game Changers, please subscribe and rate us. The lessons and the stories in these podcasts are immensely valuable, so I invite you to share them with a friend who needs to hear it. You may end up being the game changer in their lives.